Business Life with Envy comes to you another beautiful Monday on Comfort 95.1 FM. It is always a prime time where anything that concerns our progress as human beings come to play. Business-wise, career-wise, lifestyle, anything that benefits you is we discuss on the program. Don't forget this program is proudly sponsored by VNB, your plug for tech, design, and branding. And yes, I am Victor Bassi to make this another wonderful and memorable episode. So early today, I was thinking about six months ago when VMB finally decided the program should commence. I strictly resolved to stay away from politics and governance because of some reasons best known to the team. The main purpose of this program was mainly built around people impact the people essentially and probably that is one of the main reasons we wanted to stay clear of anything concerning politics and you know governance but six months is enough time where we learn a lot of things taking to the fast turn of events around us i made a discovery not recently though it happened years back but it wasn't clear as it is right now and i'm going to share it with you as i then when i wanted registering vmb under cse that is a government organization that registers businesses in Nigeria. So before you own a business in Nigeria, it has to be recognized by the government. In my last two sentences, I used the government twice. Now, one of VMB's pursuits to diversify, of course, we don't only revolve around tech, we also put our eggs in different baskets. We wanted raising a billboard around one of these junctions, New York, and we had lots of protocols and processes to go through. Ministry of Environment and Natural Resources, which is still the government, had to you know, beyond the know and other governmental bodies. That was just raising a billboard. What about buying a land or even other businesses? What point am I really driving at? The discovery I made was that as a human being in anywhere, not only in Nigeria, in the world at large, there are two very fundamental and primary authorities you answer to. Number one is God Almighty. And number two is the government which involves the constituted authorities in different levels. I mentioned God as man is a spiritual being and also to your government. So that made me make some resolutions quickly. As far as you're a citizen in any place, you're automatically part of the government system. Policies made by the government will directly or indirectly affect you. So if we are talking about the people and treating matters that concern them from business to career to livelihood and all, it is almost impossible for us not to talk about the government as we all answer to the government. So on that note, especially as 2023 is coming and knowing that it is easier to put in or elect a good government than change a bad one in VMB's capacity, we'll work towards making sure that we are part of the process in preaching political participation and inclusiveness, getting your PVC as we cannot afford another eight years of getting it wrong. The damage will be too costly. Alright then, like I said today, we will be playing host to one of a kind in broadcasting. He is someone I always look forward to anytime he is on TV. And one thing that really stands him out is his distinctive style in issues analysis. He analyzes like the problems we face here are personally his problems. I'm talking about someone who is more than 15 years in the game. A Nigerian broadcaster, tech enthusiast investor and global speaker for those of you who watch arise tv arise morning show in particular he's one of the analysts there and you may be conversant with who i'm talking about i'm talking of no other person than 
Rufai Oseni. He will be joining us in a bit to talk about business, his career, and we'll be delving in a little bit to politics, youth participation, especially in governance and politics, the effect of bad governance in business and the economy, and mostly why we cannot afford to make the wrong choice, generally and very importantly, as youths in 2023. We'll go on a short break. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Bye-bye. <laughs> Good, good, but fun fake in the one in the city. So, some of them are fun, ma. I can't thank you. Come back and be you. I can't thank you. But thank you. Invite your friends, family members, everyone to come listen to Business Flight with VMB every Monday. Every Monday at 12.30 p.m. Only in Comfort 95.1 FM. FM. You're very welcome to the program. This is Business Flight with VMB and our guest today joins us all the way from Lagos. Rufayo Seni is here with us. You're very welcome to the program, sir. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. All right, then, before we delve into the main issue of today, let's talk about your career, broadcasting a little bit. To you, for the past how many years, how is broadcasting? Uh, so I've, I've been doing broadcasting for a fair bit of time. Okay. Uh, I started a little close to 20 or a little over 20 years now, I'd always been passionate about broadcasting because I mean, I, I tell people that I always want to give people a chance to air their views okay. so that if their views are aired, we can have proper conversations in society. Yeah. Because one thing I see that is missing in society is the fact that we don't have conversations. So there's a sort of a nullification of the intellectual space. Okay. People don't talk. People just shout. The bicker. Oh but they don't get anything done with the quality of good arguments and logic. And that's why I got into broadcasting. For me, the cornerstone of everything is letting people have that level of democracy when it comes to thought process. Okay. Entertaining all sorts of thought processes, you know, and doing all sorts of programs to empower people. So I also use my radio platform to give back. Okay, to the society. We're on a platform called Sharing Life Issues where I give back a lot. You know, I would host events to impact the poor mm. you know cumulatively i think that was the year we gave well over 20 or 30 million naira in cash gifts and things like that and help and support you know two people because that's also my calling mm. and that also led me into speaking and doing a program so i host a program yearly in london which is called empowerment series wow. where i just go out there to empower people then we shut that into most parts of europe we did some in Spain, Germany, and the like. And we also had some in America where we just, you know, empower people, especially mm. the Nigerian community in the diaspora. Mm. We just go around empowering people with, you know, great words of inspiration. Also providing an ecosystem where they could link with other people to do businesses. Mm. And also helping them get started. Mentoring a lot of businesses for me, helping a lot of people, just dragging people on and helping even to start many radio stations in Nigeria. Wow. You know, wow. helping to build radio chains in Nigeria across board. So I have done that across board and, and harness that level of influence, you know, 
yeah. for me my passion is seeing people become better and everything they do yes yes one thing i've gotten from all you've said is the people the people the people always about the people that's that we, we're here we're here to uplift others if you don't uplift others you don't get uplifted yourself yeah wow wow moving on i really wanted focusing on the youth today talking about business and uh, career talking about uh, career we also bring in education and i wanted to <laughs> say let's not go there asu is currently on strike in fact if asu strike were to be a course in universities no students will fail yet no students will graduate as well it is that conversant let's start with education with the fate of everything happening what options should students go with is education still viable in nigeria or does everyone turn an entrepreneur i mean we've had series of asu strikes so what do students really do so i'm passionate about education because i'm part of uh, one million teachers okay uh, one million teachers is an education hub where we train teachers you can check out the website one million teachers and what we did recently is we, we, we raised about four million dollars just to impact teachers wow Okay. So we set up a, a platform where teachers get taught and we learn soft skills. You see, the idea of a brick and mortar university has changed, and that's why people sh- during this period should use the strike positively. Mm. You know, they use the strike to impact themselves. They could get courses, learn things, and it's expansive because you see, what people will ask for in the workspace is your skill. Yes, it yes. is not what you do in the university. You know, university is just four years. of just the certification that you have a cognitive ability but what people have is your extra skill like you telling people I I did animal physiology and an anatomy in university <laughs> yes i read that today, i read that but today i'm a media person mm. i'm a development expert i do so many things i'm a business person and all of that so they should reach beyond university whatever course they're doing become 10 times better in terms of skill acquisition and there are many tools out there a very good friend of mine Adewale Yusuf just started something called Alt School mm. where you can go learn how to code programming language online there are opportunities there you can also go to a lot of online universities and get the skills and get certification some you can do for free some you have to do for free or whatever it is keep moving but for me for the solution to the ASU problem it has to be said that conventionally It is obvious that the Nigerian government can't run the educational system the way it is again. And it's not their fault, really. Yeah, they don't have the money. Some people argue that they don't prioritize. But the question is, when you look at how much the Nigerian government is projected to make this year, it's less than 10 trillion. And we have a budget of 17 trillion. We have a deficit and all of that. What the government should be doing is to be looking for a hybrid method to run universities. So make the university more autonomous. Mm-hmm. Set up a structure in place where students can pay tuition fees, maybe through a loan scheme, and also set up an endowment structure in place. And that's why you see, yeah, government has been funding Nigerian universities for years, but universities are not They're not improving. Yes. They're not top cater because you can't compete. You don't have the money. So I, I, used to, I used to do a lot of things in Oxford, and I also spoke at an Oxford University. The endowment fund for a college in Oxford, St. John's College, is more than, you know, the government revenue in the country of Sierra Leone. <laughs> so how can you compete with that? Hmm. So set up an endowment fund, you know, and the idea of everybody must go to university is not really important. Everybody goes to university. What government should focus on is basic education, primary, secondary school, if they can improve upon that, make it free. Then okay. also set up vocational schools and set up a platform where people can go to. Skills. And if people really need to go to a university, then set up a fund where you know they can get loans to pay for it. The word 
and all of that and they can also upgrade the system you know but this idea of highly subsidized university education will not give you the best out of it and that's why you see ASU is always fighting year in year out university strikes didn't start today it started way back in the 70s you know university education deteriorated after the animal school riot in the 70s and the like so strikes year on year have been going on in fact somebody was telling me the other day that between year 2000 and now we've lost about nine years to strike Mm. University <laughs> it's only worse because what's the problem the constant problem is funding does mm. government truly have the money yeah you will argue that some government are not prioritized but really when you look at it deeply we don't collect enough in revenue governmental revenue in this country so that's why we need to rejig the system and look at the possibilities bringing a board in to run the university probably privatize the university system make it more competitive and you'll be amazed mm. you know and the ones you can still keep and get funds to run yeah you can run it but at the same time i don't know government is still setting up all universities when they can't run the ones that ground <laughs> and that's why you see the quality and the standard are falling but i tell you what even if you have the most interesting government come to power in this country there'll still be asu strike because the fundamental problem of funding has not been solved with the university and that's why there's still a lot of back and forth All right, then. A lot said about us to strikes. And I mean, you've corrected my perspective. I was just thinking, I mean, there is money and money. These guys don't want to put money in there. But I think it's more of a it's fundamental. It's deeper than that. It's oh, yeah. That. It's way deeper than you that. Need, you need to make university competitive. Okay. This idea that everybody must go to university, it's a warped idea. It's a warped thinking. Wow. Some might just have to go to coding school, you yeah. know? Yeah. So what we should focus on is primary, secondary education. Yes. It's not everybody that is going to the university really because you see the trajectory of what a job is is changing 20 years ago if they, if you told somebody you are a blogger they will look at you and say what does a blogger mean but today bloggers are influential mm. so the trajectory of what is called a job is changing so you need to get prerequisite skills to what is changing and also another part is the university's commission has to revamp the curriculum they also need to look at the curriculum deeply because the question is the curriculum fit for purpose so there are many things to do as regards university education except we want to deceive ourselves a lot a lot said there all right then just a recent uh, on easter sunday well we remember that uh jesus rose from death a dollar rose to about 600 naira 600 naira to a dollar now what government policies affect these things and if possible what businesses do the youths go into so that they don't really feel the impact of these policies someone told me the other time a blogger like you said um a blogger that codes for some international companies won't really feel the impact of the dollar rise in fact on the contrary he or she may even be happy because i mean they're earning dollars so what businesses can we do and what policies affect these things and how how do we go about it i tell people your beginning power will always be as a result of the exclusivity of your skill okay question is what is it you can do how can you do it that no other person can do it that would determine your beginning power so it really goes to any business i think what you focus on is your skill okay because what's the business the business is an extension of skill and services So what you should focus on is skills that are needed in society that too many people are not doing. Also, you should focus on the capacity to be able to multiply those skills. Economies will go up and go down. Yeah, Naira is 600, um, Naira to the dollar you said, or 585, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> the reason why we can't defend our currency effectively is because we don't have power. And why is that we don't have power? Because Nigeria is a monoproduct economy, pretty much. What comes out of Nigeria, most of government revenue is through crude oil. That's just what we're getting for it. And if that's the case, then 
if anything could or did, should have predominantly what you have. But if you have diversification, which the government claims they're doing, but a lot of people argue they're not doing enough, then you can bring in more roots of forest. Take, for instance, manufacturing, a strong manufacturing sector, which just two things, which will lead to export and which will also employ a lot of people. And also, across other boards, you know, other sectors. Nigerian government should be thinking of what can AI give the Nigerian government? You know, what can mineral resource, you know, like steam, columbite and the like, give yes. Nigerian government? You know, there are many industries that were shut down back in the days that can also be great foreign energy. In any group, for instance, you had the colliery mine in the 50s, you know, that used to be a great money energy for the government. What happened to all of that? You have AI, you have artificial intelligence, you have science. And how can you increase this productivity is when you want invest in skill acquisition and education. But a lot of young people are breaking the barriers, you know, things like Andela giving them the opportunity, they are learning how to code, they are working for people abroad, they are bringing a lot more dollar in. Mm. But what the government needs to do, it needs to incentivize them, it needs to invest in the tech ecosystem. I also need to invest in other systems to be able to bring more money in. An economy is buoyant and only as strong as the multiple streams of income is gone that comes into it. If you look at the Garden of Eden, I think there were about three or four reasons that went into the Garden of Eden. Yeah. It just shows you that there must be multiple streams of income. So if you can tie all of this together, definitely, then the Nile will start to stabilize. You see, China's economy was not strong until they joined the World Trade Organization in the year 2000. Between year 2000 and year 2016, China's economy has grown in multiple lift and bounds. A lot of people keep talking about China, but they forget that all these economic miracles only started in the year 2000, less than 23 years ago, that all of this started. But China was slow. In 1979, China produced only, only I think, 40 air conditioners or 400 air conditioners. Wow. Today, China produced over 40 million air conditioners. In fact, it's a Chinese company called Greed as the largest air conditioning producing company in the world. So all of this miracle started in over 20 years. And that's why I keep saying, you could get a good leader in Nigeria that harnesses all the resources again and is a good policy direction. In 15 years, Nigeria could be bigger than China. And that's why you see, I talk passionately every day on the television. Some people don't get it. They say, oh, why are you talking? But because you see, I see so much possibility. Mm. I see so much. I've worked in England, worked in every part of the world. I've not seen any possibility as much as Nigeria. That's 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 massive. All right, then. Um, twenty twenty three is coming. A couple of months down the line, we are getting to the elections. The politicians have come again with their, you know, bandwagon of manifestos. Are you concerned about the level of apathy the youths have towards politics and governance? Let's go back to the NSAS protest where we had celebrities, NGOs, and you know, a huge number of crowds stand for one cause. How about now where it is time to decide the future? We still wait to hear from a lot of them. So how concerned should the youths be, especially in this time? Knowing fully well that if we get it wrong, it is going to be another four to eight years of whatever comes our way. I tell people there is no polling unit on Twitter. Okay, wow. So please, please, people, please repeat that, repeat that. There's no polling units. There's no polling units on Twitter. So the young people should leave Twitter and go get their PVCs and vote. You see, one of the reasons why we get it wrong in this country is because of voter apathy. A lot of people get angry at, at the system and they say they're not going to vote. You're doing yourself. Mm. I tell people the last election that we had, that had about 60% turnout, was in 2003. The presidential election in 2003. Year on year, you see that voter numbers in the last election. You know, when people complain about you know the government, I say it didn't come out to vote. 
cumulative videos that voted in presidential election in last election were less than 30 million. Mm. The number of registered voters were about 80 million. So what happens to the next uh, 50 million? So we need to come out and vote. You don't agonize. You don't say because life has treated you unfairly, then you sit down. No, you're part of the problem. Come out and vote. If you're angry enough about the things happening in Nigeria and you want to change it, the best way is to vote and vote your choice. Not who anybody gives to you, not who any candidate that gives you money. Vote the person that you've read is manifesto that you know you can vouch for. Okay. So uh, another question comes in there. I mean, we have manifestos here and there. I mean, someone said one of the best manifestos that we had in 215 was, uh, I'm sorry to say, the current government's manifestos we had. I mean, one naira to one dollar. We had a lot of manifestos right there. But eight years later, eight years down the line, we are seeing something else, totally something else. So some Nigerians are very tired of manifestos. I mean, some of them pay people pay a lot of experts to sit down and cook up and write all those things for them and they come say it, say them say them themselves so now what what else what else should we climb on because <laughs> right now manifestos don't really do the job again i don't know about you the formative thing is people should go out there to vote mm. they should go out there cast their vote because that's the only recipe against all of this they can't keep complaining that oh government has done this government has done that they too should go if you don't vote you're part of the problem Okay. And mobilize and sensitize and ensure people go out there to vote. But voter apathy is a big problem. A lot of people are not coming out to vote. And that's why we're having the problems and the challenges we're having. Oh, okay. These votes, these votes do count, surely. Because, I mean, that's one of the talks about, I mean, why do I need to go out and vote when probably my votes don't count? So these... your, vote, your, vote, your vote will count. Your vote will count. Cash your vote. Let it be on record that you cast your vote. All right, then. If we have a long line of election there. A lot of people come out to vote in vote count. Okay. Okay, when we talk about rigid economies like uh, the United States of America, where uh, the top world companies even reside in, we hear long-standing and strong businesses. We, we, we come back here to Nigeria, I must comment. I mean, we are trying our best, but not among the best. So how important is it for the government itself to realize the potentiality of businesses to invest in you know these SMEs and uh, knowing that this can be a really strong arm of its economy the government must do a lot more for businesses they must help businesses to grow they must incentivize businesses yeah the government claims they're doing some things with SMEs but the question is is it enough no the biggest room in the world I tell people is what room is a room for improvements okay. that's the biggest room in the world because you can never exhaust improvements so we need to keep improving on that and make more policy targets to our businesses. You see, the problem here is the businesses are being stifled over taxation, multiple taxation, every time they can hire one to collect money from them. No, let businesses grow. The more they grow, the case happens. Look at in America you're talking about, for instance. During COVID, America was paying the salaries of workers that couldn't go to work in four low scale. And why were they doing that? Because they know that if those businesses died, they would not be able to collect their taxation. <laughs> well, so yeah. what did they do? They paid their salaries for them. And like Germany and like France, like other big economies, they are paying them money because they know that once COVID is over and they come back and the business continues, then definitely they will pay their taxes. No white country government allow businesses to die. Mm. But sometimes we are very unwise in Nigeria, we allow businesses to die. You see, the good old days of Nigeria, it was because businesses were thriving. It was not because of only oil money. Mm. The reason why unemployment rate was about 6-7% in the 70s and 80s 
when they tell you that oh, people left university had two job offers waiting for them, it was because there were lots of businesses. They were not all employed in the oil sector. Mm. But there were businesses that were doing well that were ready to give university graduate jobs. And that's why you see back in the days from your university they come to recruit you. Before you even finish university, and they are ready to give you a car. I remember then there were some companies that used to give you solutions. They'll give you a car and you start life. Mm. But you don't have that any longer because and successful government have stifled business environment. What does this government do to promote business, defend businesses, call business owners, and give a level playing field, not to encourage monopoly, mm. not to encourage productivity for some businesses. Let every business thrive. Because if you encourage monopoly, there's still so much a monopolistic man can do. A monopolistic man can't employ more than a group of people, a set of people. But if you open an economy that is viable, that is strong, then definitely you can employ a lot of people. When you see the job numbers come out of America, it is the strength of American entrepreneurs and business people. And America understands that so much, and that's why they even put in their laws the ability to go to file chapter 11 bankruptcy. That when you fail in business, they say your creditors should not come and collect money from you because you have the right to fail. We keep saying Nigeria is poor. You know what is happening. The reason why Nigeria is poor is because businesses are not thriving. Only few are surviving. If more businesses are thriving and surviving, then employment will come. Yeah. Possibility will come. So that's what, and you see, once businesses can thrive, the economic ecosystem can be free. And definitely, change of institutions will always use. So the Nigerian president should be going, going around to bring businesses here, not fighting Twitter, <laughs> not banning businesses and all of that. No. Yes, yes. Go and meet businesses abroad and say, come to Nigeria. Mm. The Nigerian, new Nigerian president should be number one salesperson of Nigeria. If I should tell the world that Nigeria is number one investment destination. Mm. Because if all the top businesses come to Nigeria, there's a cheap cost of doing business, the fixed power, it makes it a living environment, people get jobs, and the economy will boost. We should think out of the box. All right, then we have we have to call it a wrap. Um, Mr. Rufayo Seni, you've done justice to all the questions. I mean, all the angles I wanted you to come from, you've done justice to all of them. We had Rufayo Seni, a broadcaster, tech enthusiast, investor, and global speaker. For being part of the program, thank you, Rufai. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Alright, like said earlier, I conclude with the following words. It is better and easier to put in a good government than change a bad one. If you're in your 20s and you think this governance and politics and voting isn't really your thing, I mean, it isn't really your business, calculate how old you will be after ETS. So this is the time. Get your PVCs. If just 30 million youths out of 200 million or whatever number can't stand for one cause, it is not that easy to rig over 30 million votes of people. I can assure you that. So I'm getting my PVC. What about you? We cannot afford to get it wrong again. Don't forget this program is proudly sponsored by VNB. Don't forget to reach us or continue the conversation on our social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram at VNB. Our WhatsApp number is 0907-439-4412. I repeat, 0907-439-4412. Call or message us anytime and we'll deliver surely. This program is available on SoundCloud, Spotify and Google Podcast in case there's any episode you missed and you want to listen or download the complete episode just search business flight with vmb i will come right up till i see you next week monday same time by 12 30 p.m on comforts 95.1 fm i'm victor bassi and from us here at vmb may your week be ever blissful and productive goodbye